The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Good morning, guys. <laughs> Welcome to The Break. We are happy to be here. Nick is very happy. Finally see a smile on his face. That's good. (laughs) How are you guys doing? I'm awesome. How are you? Good. That's how it's done right there. Yeah, it's good stuff. Smooth. There you go. (laughs) Okay, today we're going to get into the Detroit Lions offense versus the Cowboys defense. But before we get into that, and I'm sorry if you guys talked about this yesterday, but I wanted to go run down through a few of the injuries that the Cowboys have right now and how this may affect the the game this weekend. Um, ta- uh, defensive tackle Dayton Jones, he was moved to an IR. Out of here. Out. <laughs> Most likely to go under surgery, right, on right. his hamstring, I yes. believe. Ugh. So that's, that's pretty her, sad. You need her painful. surgery on a hamstring. Yeah, that seems bad. It's, I've never even heard of a surgery on a hamstring. Honestly, neither have I, which, I mean, yeah. you, you hear people like Nick says this all the time. He's like, is it off the bone? Well, <laughs> Dayton Jones is, is probably off the bone. I didn't, re- needs- I didn't remember the play where he was running 50 yards down the field. I mean, usually, usually a hamstring, it's something where you're running, you know. Yeah, no, I, I don't, don't know. You don't see linemen with a lot of hamstring injuries just especially severe hamstring injuries like that never never allow yourself to forget how brutal this game is it's yeah anyway so he's Kar- on ir karan reed yeah picked up. they they signed karan reed and another guy dealing with hamstring problems obviously sean lee yes and it seems like this might be possibly a few weeks that he's out I would call it a virtual guarantee that he doesn't play against the Lions, and you know we'll uh, see after that. But one yeah. thing, the trainers, and and we know this um, through you know emails and stuff like that over the years. One thing they hate is to bring a guy back and then have to take him back again. Like he gets hurt, they don't want to bring a guy back too early. Or in this case, I'm not saying that they did, but you know you have a hamstring injury, you come back, you have you re-injure it, then. It, you're, it's like Cheeto, I, th- I believe, last yeah. year, where it's like, okay, now we're going to, there's no rushing anything back. You're just going to be back when you're ready. And that's pretty much how it works in a situation like that. And Sean dealt with this whole thing last year where it was yeah. a couple of different times. Mm-hmm. Pretty unfortunate because they were trying to take care of him and, and, you know, protect him during training camp. And once we got back here, the preseason. But do you guys think that maybe just kind of overprotecting him in that way could have affected him? No. Uh, it's just what it is. It's that's classic hindsight 2020. And I mean, I'm the guy that always says keep those guys on the shelf if they need it. And I mean, if if you're going to hurt your hamstring, at least it happened in a real game. I mean, we could be talking about he tore his hamstring in a training camp practice and that would be even worse. I, just, I mean, this is the this is the fifth or sixth separate time that Sean Lee has had a hamstring problem. And I guarantee you they've approached it all kinds of different ways and it's i mean it's unfortunate it's just a thing that that he has to deal with this was uh 2013 for sure he had a hamstring i think he Mm. it's i'm done trying to figure out all his injuries i mean it's it's at least three separate seasons now where a hamstring has been a problem for him like i said i mean i don't know it sucks like it 
Yeah. It almost feels like maybe it's just genetic that you just can't quite get over that type of stuff. I, I don't know. But I, I do wonder just how great he would have been in, in the whole grand scope of the whole franchise when it comes to linebackers. You know, let's just say he never missed a game, but he played the way he played, he even missed a little bit. Maybe maybe the best linebacker in the history of, of, of the team. And you've got yeah. Leroy Jordan and you've got Chuck Howley, but he could have been that good. He really could have been. And he is still up there pretty good. We, how many how many games has he missed over the course of his career? Like 40, if I had to guess? I mean, he missed one entire season. Yeah, and that's he probably missed, right. So we'll just say 40. And, I mean, the dude averages 10 tackles a game. <laughs> that's not even an exaggeration. No. So another 400 tackles on top of whatever he's already sitting on. Throw in another probably two or three dozen tackles for loss. I mean, yeah, his, uh, he'd be unreal. I, he probably would be the best linebacker in team history, statistically. I mean, he's got um, – there are seven seven games in the history of the franchise that a player has had 20 tackles or more, and he's had five of them. He was on pace for that in Seattle. Oh, yeah, yeah. in the first half. Yeah, he had eight after a quarter, I think. Yeah. I started getting pretty sad when I heard – you know, that he might be out a couple of weeks because I started thinking, okay, what if he's coming to an end here? And I don't want to end anyone's career, any, but just going back to how Tried this team is being. Tyron last year. Yeah. And Romo and, before that, which true. she was right it's about. True. She got that one. <laughs> but just thinking of how this team is being reconstructed and, you know, how the older guys are kind of walking out slowly one after the other and then pushing back into the youth. And now that the Cowboys have a linebacker group that is looking pretty good and pretty healthy, of course, it just just made me sad a little bit. Oh, there's, I love Sean Lee. There's no well, doubt about it. And, and you know, we, we're still going to have to find out how this team does without him. I mean, we think, well, with yeah. Joe Thomas is better and Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen's at a higher level and Damian Wilson's playing well, that they can, they can handle this now. But let's be honest – and, and there's other factors involved there, but Sean Lee got hurt in the second half, fourth quarter, I guess, of the Giants game with the hamstring injury. And that's actually when the Giants came back, scored like 10, 10 points. They were moving down the field. Yeah. It would have been nice to have him out there. It was a prevent defense, but I think he could have helped a lot more than what he was with the ball cap on. So and this is, uh, this is, we'll get into that, but this is as good of a Detroit rushing attack as they've had in a while with Kerry and Johnson coming on. So, I think, yeah, we. I think they're better equipped to live without him, but you got to prove we it. We'll see. You got to prove it. Then we have Malik Collins with a knee injury. He's expected to be limited in practice. And then Jeff Heath, ankle, and Tyron Crawford, elbow. They are supposed yeah. to be okay. and but, but still, those are little injuries that popped up. And we have been talking about this defense being so good and kind of elevating their game. And now we come off this past game, and they're – a little banged up in a different different positions. You know, I, I love Tyrone Crawford. I really do. I got a chance to to get to know a little bit more about him this year, and it helped with uh, uh, one of the deep blues up in Canada. I really like him and where he came from. His story is awesome. Yeah, but when he gets hurt, doesn't it seem like like it, it's over? Like the whole season is like it's over. Like he he has a way. I disagree. No, because he had. What do you mean you disagree? He How went can you back dis- into the game. I know, as far as but I'm injury, saying when he's on the ground, yeah. it's like I this is it for the season. Like I d- maybe it hurt that bad. Uh, maybe how I'm many just, games has this guy missed? 
No, that, you're missing the point of what I'm saying. When you, when when he, you say this is over. That it looks a little exaggerated, When he goes maybe? down. Oh. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. okay. Training camp two years ago. Now, he, he got hurt. You know, he yeah. hurt his ankle. I but see I'm what just saying, you're saying. The old Jason Garrett Lazarus joke. Like, you know, you thought he was dead and now he's up there like five minutes later. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I he kind of fools me a little bit. I'm like, oh, oh god, it's, his elbow. I mean, what? It's hanging out over here. But then, you know, comes back. And the only reason I would disagree <laughs> with that. <laughs> the only reason I would disagree with that is because I know the type of stuff that he's played through in the recent past. Like he had a messed up shoulder for all of 2016, I think. Yeah. And the toughest player on the team. He's tough as hell. But, but I, when when that happens, and I still like, oh my god, this is it. You know. Yeah. No, that's fair. Because it has been once. I mean. Yeah. He tore his Achilles, and it looked what it was. Yeah, I think it was 2017 when it looked like he'd done something like that again at camp. I it mean, camp, he got carted yeah. off and everything, and he missed. He was fine, and he missed the whole preseason. And yeah, he, the or fine is an exaggeration. Um, he didn't miss any games. Anyway. So as of right now, looking at the Cowboys' defense, and based on this, all these little injuries that popped up here and there, what would be the most troubling part right now at this moment? I, 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 Linebacker, would you say? It's just, gotta be just because Sean, Sean has Sean been Lee the heart and soul of the defense, and they haven't proven that they could win without him. Let's see if, if they're better equipped there. Um, did you say in Tyrone Crawford? I mean, and now you're talking about some tackle issues inside he's banged up dayton jones is gone and you've got Karan reed uh, sorry i was gonna jump into malik, another position well malik collins i mean you're, you're trying to figure that out you got one more week before irving comes back i'm not 100 yeah. percent sure david irving's gonna be ready to play no I, I i would think they've held and tyrone crawford's gonna play like, yeah he'll play. so i'm not i'm not sweating it yet what who, about who the safety position? So you got Jeff Heath that he's looking okay, but he did suffer a little ankle injury. And then you yeah. got Kayvon, who has been struggling with a shoulder injury and has been on the report ever since that injury yeah. happened. I'm not trying to be cynical, but welcome to the NFL. Like that's these are just things. I mean, again, Tyron Crawford like played a whole season with his shoulder basically out of his socket. Like wow. Demarcus Lawrence gets tons of credit from this coaching staff for doing the same thing. He had a bum. I think it was his shoulder too, wasn't it? Who? Demarcus yes. two, two or three years ago. That's mm. just that's the know, name of the game. The thing about it is is that yeah, it's the name of the game and you go, you have an ankle injury and you get it retaped, but you know, fifty two yard touchdowns happen yeah. when you're gone. So Jeff, you know, let's let's keep well, it. Well, safety is the one spot that we have been talking about forever. So Jeff, actually, I I mean, he came back into that game after. Well, I don't remember ever hearing about a guy needing X-rays and coming back into that game. Like that doesn't seem like it happens often. Yeah, it's true. So I I'm, think he's gonna play. I would yeah. expect that. You know, it's play. you can always tell just by what they're doing with with roster moves and things yeah. like that. Which did they ever bring Tyree Robinson back? I think he's not he's on the practice squad. I don't. I don't remember that. I don't either. Maybe Man. we should know. Yeah, maybe we should know. <laughs> I have the team a roster we right here. <laughs> maybe we should. I know have the a team roster that just came out, so I should be able to know. Well, they have Ibrahim Campbell. He's still here, and Tyree Robinson, practice squad. That's what I thought. Practice okay, squad. and they just signed a D. They signed a DT to the practice squad too. Which, to your point, Christian Ringo. Ringo or something. Ringo. So that at least lets you know that they're a little concerned about their tackle depth because if Malik can't go this week. It's a little early to say if he will or not, but if he can't go this week, you're probably talking Daniel Ross, Antoine Woods, and um, uh, well, Karan Reed Karan and Reed. White Crawford, and then they brought in Karan Reed, yeah, so mm. something to watch. All right, well, let's jump into the Detroit Lions 
offense. And let's start off with the quarterback. Now, Detroit did beat the Patriots this past weekend 26 to 10. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's right. It's yes. right. Everybody so, knew that was happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very surprising. Just seeing the plane, everybody was looking at it like, did you see the score? Like, nah, that's not right. It's funny how it's the the NFL changes so much week to week. Like, we're sitting here. It might have been off the air, but Derek's just like, well, oh, Detroit's a W. Just chalk it up. They're <laughs> terrible. And they go beat, you know, the most successful team in the last 20 years. Maybe the most successful team over any stretch in football history beat them badly and all of a sudden you're like oh this might not be as easy as we thought well and even in the the their first two games even though they lost i mean they were still scoring points they lost to the 49ers 27 30 but then to the jets 1748 which as you americans would say he got they got manhandled yeah they did. that's the term well, manhandle they also Is it? yeah what Never they also mind. what no it's okay say it well, let me also put the, the winning score first. That's what the Americans do, the 48-17 and 30-27. But I'm just saying Whatever, since you, since you, you get call, the point. You can you figure out which, out. Okay, you can figure out which number is lower. Is that a soccer okay. thing? Do they do that in soccer, though? Yeah. 2-3 Yeah. in uh, soccer? It just, it, yeah, it, yes. Okay, it's all good. That's I have a, culture in me, okay? That's just a pet Mixed peeve culture. of mine. And that's one thing. I, I don't know why. That's just I hate that. Okay. 48-17. So, there we go. I okay. like it. Okay, <laughs> thank you. All right. now, and that was bad. That Matt Stafford, I mean, that game was bad for him. Yeah, yeah. All so right. Tell let's, us about Matt. let's go into Matt. Well, yeah. I mean, where else would you start? Which, if there's one thing that gives me hope about this game, it's that Matt Stafford is definitely a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde quarterback. Uh, you know, he pound for pound, he might be the most talented quarterback in the entire NFL, just in terms of, like, having a rocket arm. He's Him and Aaron Rodgers, probably. Like, rocket arm – good mobility he just he can do whatever he wants but you know much like Brett Favre he's got that insane confidence that leads him to doing things that can be incredibly stupid uh he threw four picks in that game of the Jets he threw so many picks and took them so far out of that game that they put in his backup just because they were like you can't dig us out of this hole thanks um but at the same time you know he goes up and you know he played a fantastic game against New England he's got six touchdowns in three games uh, this is the eighth best passing offense in the league. Um, and I mean, I, anybody listening to this show has seen Matt Stafford play football cause you've seen the Cowboys play the lions recently, but you really should go watch this guy. Cause like, you know, that stuff that we're criticizing Dak for, like he can do all that stuff. Like he, he's got the anticipation throws. He can put it on a guy's shoulder. He can put it where only the receiver can get it. He will rifle it right through triple coverage, which when it works, it's incredible, but it also blows up in his face a decent amount. Um, So this team typically, and like for the last five or six years, like they're as good as he plays. Cause if he plays great, they're hard to beat. And if he implodes, they suck. Um, (laughs) But one thing to watch is that this looks like the best Detroit running game that they've had in a long time. Like, the the Lions have been like the Romo era Cowboys forever. Like throw it fifty times, you're not gonna run for more than fifty yards, so Stafford better be on. But they are running for ninety nine yards a game, which is sixteenth best in the league, which it's not great, especially when you cover the Cowboys, you're used to top five rushing offense, but it's pretty good when your quarterback's throwing for three, four hundred yards a game. So um it's a split backfield, LeGarrett Blunt, carry on Johnson and Theo Reddick, but Carry on Johnson, second round pick at Auburn, 
hell yeah. of, he was a hell of a player in the SEC last year, and he he's going to be their feature back by the end of the year, if I had to guess. Like maybe Blunt is their goal line guy, but well, uh, this kid's awesome. Remember last week when you were like, I don't know why they don't run the ball to Carson more. Yeah, I mean he's not getting the carries. I kind of hope they don't, and then he gets thirty two, and I mean. He, 32 yeah. carries, he should get 100 yards, but he did, and he yeah. was pretty effective. Which, no, like, the, yeah, the Seahawks didn't run the ball that well, but I think I think they just knew the Cowboys couldn't move it, and so they were just going to pound on the defense all day. Remember they, when they had a, a Mir Abdullah? Like, remember when he was, like, a good good player for them? Yeah, well, yeah. He's he, still there, but... He, he didn't pan out to be what they wanted him to be, which... But that's what makes on Johnson so interesting. So, yeah, and... They're so versatile. Honestly, when I watched them play, this is what an NFL offense is supposed to look like in 2018. Honestly, um, I'm obviously you got to have the quarterback to do it, but they're they're 11 personnel all the time. Like they have Golden Tate, Kenny Galladay, and Marvin Jones. Like th- those three guys can all line up everywhere. They're all versatile, inside, outside, um, and then they throw to their running backs just as much as they run with them. Uh, I wrote this down somewhere. Theo Reddick and Carrion Johnson have combined for 27 receptions in three games. So you're throwing at your running backs nine times per game. Uh, they're just as big of a part of your passing offense. Elliot and Rod Smith have 11. Is that right? And Elliot has 11. I just is threw Rod that? Smith in there because you had two. <laughs> is that right? You Elliot know what? Has it's almost a- like your running backs can be mismatches in oh, wait. passing Elliot, offense. Elliot, Rod Smith, Jameis Olawali 11. have 11. I just want to throw all the backs in there. What's what's Austin? What are we calling him? Receiver? Yeah. If you go 64 yards, you're a receiver. So he's a receiver. And I, yeah. how many actual handoffs has he taken to this point? Like, um, He's had three for 34. He averages 11.3. Let's, God, do that let's go ahead and take our first break. Okay. And when we come back, we'll keep oh. talking about that. Okay. And then we'll go into their whole offensive line. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> if you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with senior director of player personnel Will McClay and of course with yours truly me Brian Broaddus you can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us you'll travel like a pro visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today want to use what the pros use how about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys Jack Black right now you can get the Jack Black Playmaker a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping the Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. 
That's why the Cowboys rely on more than stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than specs and features as well. you got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. To experience one for yourself, visit your local Texas John Deere dealer or go to myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Back to the break. All right, we're back. And before we take our break, we were talking about the Detroit offense. Hold on, now, real quick, real quick. Oh, say, yeah, if you sorry. really want to go to that game, if you want to like be in the uh, stadium, you Tell can. Tell me about it. You can. Sunday, oh. September 30th. Just let me finish. <laughs> you get to go. Uh, they have tickets on sale at DallasCowboys.com. They have some basically standing room only tickets at this point. But you can still get there, be there live at AT&T Stadium. Should be fun. Noon game, so get there. Better TV early. than what you got nice. at your house. I promise you that. That's true. Definitely nice. true. Definitely an experience. Even if you think the Cowboys are doing bad and stuff, nah. Make sure and come out because it's an amazing experience just to be out there in presence. The this is a big game. I mean, obviously a big game for both yes. teams because you get to this point. Well, two and two after four games, that's like, eh, it's not where you want to be, but you'll you'll definitely take it now. But one and three is certainly not. When when what you see on the schedule with, with teams like Jacksonville, Washington, Tennessee, at Philly, at Atlanta, it's, I mean. We're already, we're already in uncharted territory because Jason Garrett's never been one and two. Right. But I don't, I'm spitballing here, but I think four, the four and 12, 2015 is the only time he's ever gone two games below 500 since he's been the full-time head coach. Right, right. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to do that and get back to 8-8. Eight eight. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. It, yeah, this I mean, during the 8-8 eight eight years, being one game below 500 was pretty normal, but I don't that's think... That's why they're going to win. I mean, that's that's the trend. That's Yeah, and I'm picking them. I'll say it. I'm going to pick them to win, and that's the reason why, because I think that they will. That's the reason why I'm going to pick them to win. Because I really I'm picking think them the to win Cowboys. too, just because of how things usually tend to play Dave, out for you know this what team. I'm implying. I know what you're. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, what you're that's implying. that's why. Because I really do. It's a weird, strange lady. I, I keep strange saying lady that. The NFL. That lady. Saying, that lady, I'm man. What Brian she's says. Trouble. She I'm is. not. She's weird. I'm not ready to make. It's Wednesday. How <laughs> okay. are y'all already yeah, comfortable making that pick? In. I don't know. I don't let's, know. let's keep talking about their offense. I'll tell you. I like what you said yesterday about was it Dak? You said I'm not ready to to call him a good quarterback or not or whatever, because I don't have to. Yeah, I don't. You don't. And I, it's smart. I mean, but, but that's the world we live in. Every every play, it's like, he's not very good. He he doesn't need to be playing. He doesn't need a job. Every With every play, it's not. It's just like this is the end of it. I'll tell you this. I real, I 100% I'm not BSing. I don't know who to pick yet. But watching this Detroit offense does not inspire confidence. Because, I mean, and I'm not knocking the Dallas defense. They've been really good. But this – this is a difficult defense to defend, which, you know, that's what we were talking about. Offense. They can run the ball. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> difficult offense to defend. They can run the ball, throw one of their running backs nine times a game. Stafford averages 45 attempts per game. I think that's a little bit skewed because they were trying to dig their way out in that Jets game. And in the 49ers game, actually, they fell behind by 17 points. So, ideally, Matt Patricia wants to run the ball i don't know how realistic that is when matt stafford's your quarterback let that guy rip but Does he take sacks no that's the other problem really uh they have allowed three sacks this year what that is best in the league now and he's got a lot of passing attempts yeah well here's a couple couple things i looked okay. this up yeah they've allowed three <laughs> sacks they've gone against pass rushes that are currently ranked 10th 
17th and 29th. The Patriots are 29th. Uh, I think that actually gets worse as you go. So the 49ers are 17th. The Jets are 10th in the league. Three sacks. A little bit of two things at work here. The Giants, uh, geez, where am I today? (laughs) The Lions offensive line is pretty good because they've invested in it. Uh, Taylor Decker is a first-round pick at left tackle, Ohio State, Zeke's teammate. Uh, Frank Ragnow, your guy from Arkansas, Mm. first-round pick, playing left guard instead of center. Uh, Graham Glasgow is your center. He's a third round pick. TJ Lang is a very good unrestricted free agent. Green Bay cut him in a contract dispute. Lions snatched him up right away and they took Ricky Wagner, who's a starter from Baltimore. So literally the whole line is either premium draft picks or uh, veterans that they paid good money for. So you know, heard that before. Yeah, they and and it, and it leads to a good offensive line. They're playing like it though. That's the, and I know sixteen best rushing game doesn't sound that great but it's way better than the lions are used to carry on johnson is their first 100 yard rusher on sunday night first time they've done that in five years that's what we're talking about wait here. wait wait what carry on johnson ran for 100 yards against the patriots it's the first time a detroit lion has run for 100 yards since the 2013 season that cannot be accurate it's 100 percent accurate it was so accurate that barry sanders tweeted a congratulations to him like hey way to go man oh like carry on that carry on that tradition it. <laughs> nice get it it's pretty um, crazy he used to get 100 yard halves that's well i mean honestly the parallels to the cowboys of romo's you know pre the pre travis frederick and zach martin romo cowboys i think they're but, very similar but you know what's team couldn't rush for 100 yards to save its life from like 2010 to 20 but what's weird about that is if any team you would especially here in dallas if the cowboys did not have a 100 yard rushing game they would go into the draft, and it would be like the biggest thing that they didn't have a hundred yard rusher, and they would they'd get one. And then if they didn't have it for two years, it would be like, oh my god, it would you would try to get Emmett yeah. out of retirement. Well, or something. that's the funny thing. Like, they've spent the resources. Like I know Abdullah's not like this second bru- round. Yeah, he's not like this bruiser back. But they've spent draft picks on running backs. They didn't have the offensive line, and I don't know. I don't know that this is like, you know, this insanely good offensive line, but they're talented enough to get that done. And then Stafford is a highly confident, competent quarterback who gets the ball out quick. And it's a hell of a combination. Yeah. And, that, and that was part of it over the the course of these years that, you know, Stafford's probably up there high in passing yards, too, because he's not running the ball a lot. I mean, right. he, he's choosing to throw. You know, Romo had that, too, for a lot of the years. Romo only had one 1,000-yard rusher for the first five or six. Those guys like to throw. They know where the stats are. They know that's where the money is. But still, in a game, 100-yard rusher in a game for five years. I want to say it was November of 2013. And you do it against Belichick. You do it against the Pats. It's pretty impressive. Well, cool, um, then. You don't have to worry about it for another five years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I, like I said, LeGarrette Blunt is their starter in name. I really think carry on johnson's gonna have something to say about that uh as the season goes um unfortunately the other like i love these receivers i don't know if they'd be as good as they are with a lesser quarterback i'd be interested to see what golden tate kenny galladay and marvin jones look like here in this passing attack with what we've seen so far it would probably be better but i don't know if they'd be as good as they are uh because with matt stafford these guys are great i mean Tate's already on 20 catches. Galladay is underrated as hell. He's got 19 catches already. Jones is there. These guys are yak monsters. You know, they'll take a 10-yard route and gain 40. Um, They're hard to tackle. Kind of 
not as talented as Odell Beckham, but they just remind me of Odell Beckham in that sense that they can turn small games what, into big plays. What are your what's your catches for Tate? Uh, Tate has twenty. In Galladay, nineteen, and Jones has twelve. Fifty-one. If I had to guess, all three of them have more than the cow. Oh no, not Beasley. What's Beasley at? Uh, twelve. So that's fifty-one catches for your th- top three wide receivers, right? Yep. The Cowboys have a combined fifty-four catches between everybody, everyone, and your top three receivers: twelve and nine. That's twenty-one and five, twenty-six. That's your top three receivers right there. Which this all, all of your receivers adds up to twenty-nine, thirty-one, thirty-eight. Top three receivers or, or six it's receivers. Not, it's 38. not great, Bob. It's not great. <laughs> it's, it's not. I mean, ter- wow. This, it goes back. I'm, okay. Th- I just gave you the catches, but look at the targets too. Tate's been targeted 36 times. Jones have been targeted 23 times. Galladay has been targeted 28 times. So this team doesn't have a number one no. receiver either. They just have three really competent receivers and a quarterback who can get them the ball. Um, Unbelievable. It's and then on and like I said, on top of that, Theo Riddick and Carryon Johnson have twenty-seven combined receptions in three games. So, if you know Stafford checks down a lot too, but actively, yeah. Um, well, it's and that's that's my point. Like it, I, I watch this team, and again, I get it. Matt Stafford's the number one pick in the draft. He is arguably the most naturally gifted quarterback in the whole league. But this is how I would want to play offense in today's NFL. It is a heavily passing oriented game with a good enough rushing attack to make you balanced and you know and and rob talked about this yesterday on on one of the shows that we did and you know i think it's a good point it's it's not so much about how great this offense is but it's like how many points can you hold them to because if 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 they're still gonna be good enough to get to 21 points is that enough to win that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow with the lions defense against this offense but you know it's maybe not going to score 40 points but half of that could probably win. Twenty-one points would would beat the Cowboys in any three games this this year. That's that's interesting. I mean, I'm for everything do that you don't need that. Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna break the mic for everything I just said. Like this ain't the this ain't the 2013 Broncos. Like they scored 26 points. They had to settle for three field goals against the Patriots or four. They had to settle for four field goals. Yeah, that's right. Um, they scored 17 against the Jets mainly because of turnovers. They're averaging. Right in the twenties. Wait, yeah, I have that written down. Their scoring offense is only fourteenth best in the league. It's so they can stall, and I think the way to do that, I don't think you're just gonna, you're not gonna sack Matt Stafford five times. If I had to guess, no. what I would do is once. This is not what people want to hear, but I would yeah. just try to clog the throwing lanes and play bend but don't break, and acknowledge that you're probably gonna give up some yardage and hope you can either get turnovers or stall their offense out when the field gets smaller. Like in, like get an interception that you don't have. I know they don't have one, but this is the guy to they, get you out of that slump, yeah, they right? They come in bunches, hey, right? He's we got need, we need a bunch. He's got six touchdowns but five picks. Now, granted, four of those came in week 1, but he threw one against it's the Pats. It's been two weeks, maybe week 4. He's like, Let's "Okay, this is the time That's, to yeah. throw a few." He is insanely talented, but we don't talk about him as one of the best quarterbacks in the league for yeah. a reason, and that's yeah, cuz right. he's going to try to give you the ball. So, all right, let's take our final break. And when we come back, we've discussed about the Detroit's offense, but how does this really match up against the Cowboys' defense? While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. 
That's why the Cowboys rely on more than stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than specs and features as well. you got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. To experience one for yourself, visit your local Texas John Deere dealer or go to myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Back to Talking Cowboy. Back to the break. Talking Cowboy. There we go. <laughs> no. No, it's okay, but. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> hey. That's on 930 in the morning. Go. Tommy John. Ooh. Yep. Tommy John. Right. You like. Oh, yeah. He's good for the guys, good yes. for the girls. Right. No adjustment needed. Mm-mm. Good underwear. I'm rocking mine right now. Yeah, you are. 20% <laughs> off your first order if you go to TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Me too. You actually. saw him in the restroom or what? No. Like, oh. Okay. Oh, no, it's Wednesday. Hey, yeah. Okay. It's Tommy John Day. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that, Nick. You're welcome. Very thank good. you for Tommy. Very good. Thank you, Tommy John. All right, so you talked about this offense line, offensive line being pretty good. Now, how does this really match up with the Cowboys' defensive line? Well, I, well my main thing is this is going to be a fun week to see how good the linebackers really are without Sean Lee. Because again, you know, this isn't this isn't the Cowboys with Ezekiel Elliott, you know, 2016 Cowboys running for 200 yards a game, but this is as formidable as the Lions rushing attack has been in recent memory. And the linebackers, it's going to be on the linebackers to keep that from being a dominant story in this game. Cause you're, we just talked about the defensive tackle depth. I don't, I, I don't want to bet on Malik Collins to play this game. Tyrone Crawford is banged up. So Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Esch, uh, Joe Thomas, those guys gotta gotta limit that yards per carry. Gotta keep those guys from taking advantage in the passing game as well, um, because from what we've seen, I think the secondary can match up with these receivers. Okay, I mean you're gonna give up yards. Yeah. You just yeah. are, but I think they can keep it from being. I mean, 
2013 comes to mind. Yeah. Every time the Cowboys play the Lions, I think about that Megatron game. I think they can keep that from happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, Are you expecting the pass rush to be able to pressure the quarterback? Well, I mean, you know, the fact that he's only he's not the most mobile quarterback in the world. I mean, he, but he does those, those good quarterbacks, even like Peyton Manning, they know how to get around in the pocket and, and not prevent sacks. But that's it's not because of their mobility so much as it is that it's a you know, designed to get the ball out quick and they've got receivers to do it. They've got receivers that'll probably make the catch and go make some plays. So, you know, it's one of the things uh, Eli Manning has done well for so many years. So I think he does a good job with that. Getting to the quarterback is going to be tough. You're going to have to get in his face. That's the thing. That's why Chris Richard plays this type of defense. Get in, get in their face. Make it tough to throw early, and then he has to make some decisions, and that's where that pass rush needs to get home. So I would imagine that, that they will get some sacks. I mean, it will be their worst game as far as uh, the Lions, as far as giving up sacks. I think they're going to get at least – Two or three, maybe. Now, with Sean Lee being out, possibly being out, do you expect them to use the linebackers in the pass rush as well? Like, that's, how we've been seeing it? That's what I was about to say. Cause, I mean, no disrespect to the edge rushers, but I, I don't expect them to just get sacks. I mean, three, three so far this season is not good. And again, Stafford's going to get it out quick. Like, I don't think you're just going to beat the right tackle and sack Matt Stafford. But... I, I I say I do think that Joe Thomas is going to play really well. He did a nice job in training camp. He really did when when Sean Lee was out. He's played in Green Bay for a few years. He's faced this type of offense, you know, this offense actually. I think he, you know, he's got he plays with a good chip on his shoulder. He's very physical. I think it's going to be a really big game. This will be the best game the Cowboys defense has ever played without Sean Lee. I mean, in recent history, and this there's been so many. I don't know if it's the number one, but I mean, it's been many of them. I did not like the idea of blitzing Russell Wilson last week a lot because if it doesn't work, he's going to kill you mm-hmm. with his arm or his legs, preferably his legs, because if it doesn't get home, then you would imagine he's got the whole middle of the field to do whatever he wants. Stafford's more mobile than Eli. Anybody is more mobile than Eli, but yeah. he's not so mobile that he's going to get away from Jalen Smith if right. he's coming through. So that's how I would pressure him. And even if you don't get home again, that's how you force him into making dumb decisions. Cause he's got an insane amount of confidence in his arm. Like his picks against the jets are literally like dude on a slant was double covered. And he just tried to fit it in there anyway. Cause he thinks he can mm-hmm. like, and so if you can pressure him, hopefully he can, he'll make those types of decisions. Um, I definitely don't want to give him all day, but I think you're going to need to blitz to do that. Um, Cause again, these games bear it out. I don't think with just four down linemen, I don't know how, how often you're going to get to them. Yeah. Now what's the, uh, here's a question from Twitter. What's the toughest matchup between the receiver and corner? That's, that's the, we like, you know, this is again, I, this is the way the Cowboys would want to play. I think like they don't have, this you know this guy's gonna be on the left and he's their ex receiver like they all go everywhere like and they bunch too the the lions love to use them all you know they'll bunch all three of them on the same side and have luke wilson the tight end on the other side like 
So I don't sit here and say like, well, this is uh, this is a big Cheeto well, game because it's going to be Cheeto versus Tate. I don't I'll think answer, it's going to yeah. be like I'll that. I'll answer that because I, I think that there's a significant drop off between your first two corners and your third one. I mean, I, I don't. But I would argue that Brown has played well through three weeks. I think he's played well, but I don't think there's a big drop off between the three receivers that no. the Lions have. So I, I think that, that matchup there against Anthony Brown, I think he's somebody that you need to watch because they have three really talented receivers. And I don't know if you could say that about the Cowboys. I don't know what's going on with Jordan Lewis. Not sure why the guy can't get on the field and play a snap when he's when he's out there. There, I mean, when you have injury issues at safety and he have he's having to play special teams and Jordan Lewis can't go down there and run on special teams. I'm my not, my goal for this week is to get an answer to that on the record or off the record, but like it is, I mean, even even if Anthony Brown's playing out of his mind, like one snap got in three an games. Off the record answer. Let's get an on the record answer. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I've got that. I, I, yeah, okay. I, just, I don't think. No, I mean, why mention if you're not gonna talk about it? I think he could be. I think he, he needs to be more physical on special teams. I think that that's that's part of it. But but still, you're having issues on special teams. I mean, you'd like to think a guy could get on the field and play if he's going to be active. You need him to be on the field and do something. I'm flabbergasted that a guy who started seven games as a rookie and played pretty well is so bad that he can't get a handful of snaps. I, I don't know. Well, but like I said, Anthony Brown's playing well, so I don't think it's the reason. It's certainly not the reason why they're losing games, and the defense has been good, but it is weird. Where's he from? Ooh. Like from, like not college. Detroit. Jordan Lewis. Detroit. Man. I, I knew it was probably Michigan, but yeah. I didn't know. He's. I'm pretty sure he's a Cast Tech guy. Which oh. is like the big powerhouse up there. Probably wants to play this game. Probably. I, I mean, I don't know how you can look at this and just think like, regardless of what Chris Richard said in the offseason, that he's the exception to the rule. They just don't think he fits what they want to do in this scheme. Sure. Clear. I mean, I don't know what else, what other explanation there is. Um, Very disappointing, especially after what you mentioned, seeing a guy that played like that towards the end of last year. And it's like, to me, it, it's very sad. It, I like the guy, and it's seeing like somewhat of wasted talent, you I, know. I'd say this, the, the cleaning crew that's here throughout the, the offseason, they're probably confused because they're like, man, every time we come in and clean, we see Lance Lenore and, and Jordan Lewis, like the two guys that probably were here the most. That doesn't always mean you're going to get on the field and play. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, but these two guys were very, very dedicated all offseason. And you would you would think that it would be better, you know, especially if, if strength is an issue. You can't predict. Uh, I mean, you know, they fired their DBs coach and brought in a new one. And it, I mean, and Chris Richard has more control over the scheme than anybody in recent memory. But so you can't predict that stuff, but it feels like a wasted resource at this point. Like you spent a top 100 pick on a guy that you don't even want to play yeah the one snap he got was when byron jones was hurt so that's very confusing but it's but it, let's to, dig up that story well, to answer the question it will be i think it'll be all hands on deck because all three of those guys can do a little bit of everything he's gonna play this game jordan yeah for what like why he's gonna for what you just said there's gonna be more passing there's gonna be more more stuff going on and i think that you'll, you'll probably need to rotate that a little bit more I hope so for his sake. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah, I penciled him as, as a starter in the spring, and what makes that you say that big, though? I, I just big think, L for me. I just think this type of of offense that they're going to face that's more wide open, more passing. I think that you you'll probably need to play more than three cornerbacks in this game. Maybe not against the um, uh, the the Seahawks, or definitely not against the Seahawks, who ran the ball 
35 times. A lot of times. But I don't think that they're going to run it 35 times. I think they're going to throw it 40 times, and I think Jordan Lewis will be in, in that's, just more involved. That's It's fun. I mean, I would the, – the Lions are balanced for what they want to do. Like, it's very not balanced. But if you can get 98 yards rushing when your quarterback is capable of doing what he's capable of, this is a very pass-heavy attack. And I think – I mean – but that's why the it's got to be on the linebackers because if you let them yeah. have that in the running game, it's just going to stretch you even thinner in the passing game. All right, guys, this is all the time we have for today. For Nick Inman, David Hellman, and Member Garcia, Derek wasn't here, but we'll be back tomorrow talking about the Detroit Lions defense versus the Cowboys offense. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!